0: Hey everyone, I am back and pull back curtain. I am recording this Friday afternoon getting ready to leave for my annual Labor Day Deep Creek party fun quote fantasy draft with my best buds from high school. So I wanted to get this to you. For Monday morning, I assume, Um, as promised, we're going to do two more of these when the Steelers have the ball today and when the Bengals have the ball. So you'll be able to find all this stuff, as I've mentioned last podcast, on Steelers.com. And for my preview article, I do this every week. But let's just dig in. There's a lot here. So some of these stats, obviously, when the Steelers have the ball, aren't exactly flattering to Pittsburgh, but that is what it is. It's an impartial take here. (laughs) The Panthers, Texans, and Giants were the only offenses that averaged fewer than the Steelers' 4.8 yards per play last year. 4.8 yards per play is really bad. Um, I think that kind of speaks for itself. It's probably my favorite stat, most telling stat, yards per play, and they were fourth worst. Over the past two seasons... Only the Tampa Bay Bucks have thrown more passes than the Steelers. I expect that to go down. I mean, there's nowhere to go but down. Now, I've told you guys before, you don't want to get to third downs on offense. When you're on defense, you want to force teams to snap the ball on third downs. The Steelers got the third down more than any team in the league last year. Averaging 14.1 third down attempts per game. It's just hard to survive that way. You know, if you're always in third and even if it's third and one, third and two, it's just hard to convert. I mean, teams don't, you know, av- teams don't convert 75% of their third downs. You know, I mean, so getting to third down is rough and nobody did it more than the Steelers offense. Um, the Two Super Bowl teams, the Rams and Bengals were the only offenses to employ 11 personnel, that's one back, one tight end, three receivers, a higher percentage of the time than the Steelers. The Steelers did generate 5.3 yards per play out of 11 personnel, which is a half a yard better than that 4.8, you know, they did for the whole season. But some of those were probably five-yard gains on third and eight, you know, when they have three receivers on the field. So that's a little misleading. This is going to change drastically and is one of the most interesting things for me to key on this year is last year, the Steelers ranked 29th in the league with their usage of play action, 29th, and 28th in the NFL with their usage of pre-snap motion. I bet they're in the top 10, you know... Easily, to be honest with you. Maybe at the very top of the league. And I think that'll help dramatically. They've been at the bottom of the league in both of these, um, really in the last four or five years. And it's Roethlisberger. And I'm not getting on Roethlisberger. It's just not what he wanted to do. So they painted the barred red when they had red paint. And sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. Most recently, it hasn't. This is really brutal. Well, no, there's a couple of these here. This is really brutal. I'm going to skip ahead and then come back here. The Steelers averaged just 6.7 points scored in the first half of games last year. Only the Giants were lower. So when we go into halftime, they have 6.7 points on the board. Six or seven, basically. Uh, On average, every game. Hard to win that way. So this ties right off of that. In the first half of games last year, the Steelers ran a play every 29.2 seconds. That probably doesn't mean anything to you, but that was the 26th ranked pace. They played slow, and they didn't score as many points. The second half of games, when they're presumably losing because they only scored six or seven points in the first half, the Steelers ran a play every 24.6 seconds, which is is the fastest second half pace in the league. So basically, they were like the slowest in the league in terms of snapping football. In the first half, in the second half, they're basically the fastest because they were losing. At the University of Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett's average time to throw was 3.2 seconds. And I don't have this in front of me, but that was basically the longest of any of the top quarterbacks in this draft. However, and this was my biggest concern about Pickett, in the preseason, the rookie quarterback got the ball out of his hands in 2.43 seconds on average massive change slash improvement, you know, I mean, it's really what it is. So I think that is extremely promising. Some of the Najee Harris stuff's pretty bonkers, and it's usage. You know, Najee played 84% of the Steelers' offensive snaps during his rookie season. That's the highest percentage of any running back in the league, and it was 168 more snaps than played than Alvin Kamara, who was second. Second, Kamara only played 76% of the Saints snaps, opposed to 84 for Harris. But those 168 more snaps he played is basically like Harris playing 15 more quarters of football than Kamara. You know, a running back plays about 10 snaps a, a quarter, you know, so that adds up completely. Think about that, like, for fantasy reasons. If I have Najee who plays 15 more quarters of football than any other back in the league, well, he's going to rack up fantasy points. Harris also led the league by handling 84% of his team's carries. Jonathan Taylor, pretty good year. He was second at 77%. Harris finished the season with 1,200 rushing yards. That was the fourth most in the NFL. However... Harris averaged just .93 yards before contact. So he's not even getting, on average, a yard downfield before he's touched by an opponent. That was last of 43 qualifiers with at least 200 rushing attempts. Last. So he's doing a lot on his own last year. Um, only the Falcons, Dolphins, and Texans averaged fewer, fewer rushing yards per carry last year than the Steelers' offense as a whole. Having an immobile quarterback doesn't help that either. Um, Harris's 94 catches, though, led all running backs, and only 28 players in the league caught more passes last year, of any position. Harris also led the entire NFL in receptions caught behind the line of scrimmage. Now, that's not so great, and that's what I expect to change. I don't think he'll catch 94 passes this year, but I bet they're more downfield, more... Developing wide receiver-ish routes. So, knocked out a bunch of these. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment to sum these up. I hope you're getting kicked out of it as I am. a bad combination probably a lot of you know that the Steelers had the fastest time to throw 2.4 seconds but they also had the second shortest average depth of target so comes out quick and it comes out you know right near the line of scrimmage only 6.6 yards downfield on average this is some interesting stuff about Pat Fryermuth. only seven tight ends got more end zone targets than Fryermuth last year And only four rookie tight ends in history have caught more passes in their rookie season. And then I pulled up his game logs and just noticed in his final 11 games, he averaged 4.5 catches per game, caught six touchdowns during those final 11 games. And during that 11 game stretch, he he was targeted six times per game. Like, that doesn't sound like a ton. But only nine tight ends in the league averaged over six yards a target last year. So he was right there with the Gronks and Kelseys and you know, all those guys in terms of usage during his final 11 games. Tight ends usually take a while to get going, and he went going got going pretty quick. Uh, this is a big stat I love as well. Yards per route run. Every time that you go out on a route, how many yards do you produce? Deontay Johnson was at 1.89 Chase Claypool was at 1.71. Claypool was average, you know, his average depth of target was 11.9 yards downfield, while Deontay was targeted only 8.8 yards downfield. However, Johnson has received double-digit targets 22 times. He's gotten the ball thrown his way 10 or more times in a game over the last two seasons. It's a massive number. Uh, here's some Cincinnati news here. The, the only six defenses blitzed at a lower rate than the Bengals last year, but they still racked up 42 sacks, which was tied for 11th most in the league. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, he led the way at 14 sacks. That was the fifth most in the league. And Sam Hubbard and Larry Ogunjobi, remember him? Uh, they also chipped in with seven or more sacks as well. So that, that's, but they don't blitz that much. Steelers produced 28.74 yards per drive. Only the Saints, Giants, Panthers, and Texans were worse. Pittsburgh's offense scored a touchdown on only 17.5% of their drives. Only five offenses produced a touchdown at a lower rate. And the Steelers were one of eight teams that failed to average two offensive touchdowns per game. Yuck. Yuck. Bengals gave up the 7th most passing yards per game, but also the 5th fewest rushing yards on a per-game basis. This one's really interesting to me. Twenty, Just under 29%, 28.8% of all the Steelers' offensive snaps last year were taken by rookies. Far, far and away the most in the league. I mean, well over about 30% of every snap was taken by a rookie on offense. That's bound to pay off. I mean, I understand, like, Kendrick Green isn't reaping those benefits as we speak because he's not a starter, but the young guys, the Friar Moose, the Harrises, all those guys really should benefit from that. So, Steelers played 1,172 offensive snaps last year. Seven players came in with over with 975 snaps or more. Two of those guys, Trey Turner and Roethlisberger, are no longer with the team. And Green is no longer a starter. So some of their big snap contributor guys are gone, three of them. Interesting with Cincy, and this is a theme with them, is they were very injury luck, great injury luck last year. So their defense played in 1,124 snaps, but they had a dozen different defenders on the field for at least 500 plays, and they had five players with 800 snaps or more. And all five of those players return to the Bengals this year. So I hope that's not too convoluted. You might have to hit rewind once in a while to understand some of those things. Um, a lot of percentages and rankings and all that stuff. But I think it gives you a real good feel for this matchup. And we will be back Tuesday. I'll do the other side of the game. All right. Take care. Over and out.